The Sit With Warriors podcast originated with the concept of simply that. The idea of when you sit with warriors, the conversation is different. And when someone put it to me that way, I really sat and reflected on how many incredible women, women warriors, leaders, heroines, mentors, badass women that I think would be incredibly inspiring for others to hear from. So we put forth this podcast in the hopes of sharing stories of authenticity and of inspiration. All the guests I have on the podcast will share with you real and authentic stories of love and life and laughter, of moments of transition, of moments of triumph, of those moments of aha, and perhaps some of the lowest. But they're all here to share and for us to sit together. So I ask, will you share with us and sit with us? Tonight, we sit with Brooke. First, I want to thank Brooke for coming to sit with us tonight and to share with us more about her journey through transitions and towards enlightenment. And so share with us some of the biggest teachings you've had over this last calendar year. It's been pretty epic for you. It's been a lot of change in a lot of good ways, but definitely like hard lessons and feel like I'm coming on the other side of it, which is a really awesome feeling, but definitely been a whirlwind at the time for me. Absolutely. And share with our listeners some of the ways that you were able to quote unquote cope with some of these changes. Because I think that's something that people are always asking for is how did you get through it? What did you do? So I think that there's a few big things that I started to make part of my like coping tools. The first one was definitely that I started to go to Reiki. That was something I hadn't done before. So that really made a difference for me. It was just like an entirely different way to connect with myself that I had never really like understood. Like I had heard about it and it had come up in my past, but doing it frequently really opened my perspective to like who I am as a person and also like what I'm asking for from the universe and for my life. I think the other thing would be I started to go to breathwork classes and my intention for breathwork classes was really to be a better friend to myself because I think that's probably the biggest thing that's changed my life is the concept of like committing to being a friend to myself because something that you taught me was the concept of like giving and receiving So in my life, I was giving a lot to a lot of people who were not necessarily giving to me. And so I was always operating at like a surface level, like I would hit a cap, I would just hit it and then I'd fall down. There was always this push to surpass it. I didn't know what was missing. And I've gone to therapy. I've really been committed to my growth for a long time. But yeah, it was just like this, what is missing question. And so when you were talking to me a bit more about like the giving and receiving in my life, I recognized that a lot of it was this relationship that I have with myself, like the conversations I'm having in my head. 
and a lot of those conversations weren't necessarily really positive either. I just wasn't being, by definition, a good friend to myself. Like, if your friend came to you with a problem, you wouldn't be like, you failed. You wouldn't talk down to them. You would build them up and help them through what they're going through, and you wouldn't judge them. Mm -hmm. And if you did, you would obviously not judge them harshly. You would try to, like, relate and empathize and understand, and I was missing that a lot. And such a good mindfulness practice on your part to be able to figure that out, you know, or come to that conclusion. You were saying about support, but I always think it's like you want to be your biggest cheerleader. Like you really want to truly be like, I've got my own back. When push comes to shove, I know that I've got my back. And that's akin to being like, I support myself. I believe in myself. I truly trust that I am a good person with a good heart and good intentions. You know, that idea of becoming a friend to yourself or committing to being a friend, as you put it, is such a beautiful, beautiful concept. So what else did you do to help support that for yourself? You mentioned like the competitions in your head, but what else did you feel that helped you kind of push through that concept? I think once I did something, like I took an active step to being a better friend to myself. For me, it was going to breathwork classes because when I made the choice to do that, I was in a low place. Literally, it's like 11 p.m. at night. I can't sleep. I'm at the end of my rope. I'm unwell and I know I am. And I just had this moment where I was like, I'm not going to self-sabotage by like continuing to not address whatever I'm battling internally in this moment. I need to do something something to just put myself at ease in this moment because I'm like not okay so usually I would go to yoga because like it's breath work it's mindfully stepping out of your head and just breathing with your body it's not thinking it's not over analyzing then it just so happened the next day was this breath work class that I had never done and I was like hey I'm gonna do this I'm just gonna do something for myself and so I went to this class and you like go around the room and you talk about what brought you to this time and place and the safe place I said, my name's Brooke, and I'm here to be a better friend to myself. Once I took an active step, just announcing that to myself, making that choice actively, saying it out loud, it just like filled the gap. Like I took a step forward, right? And then once I took just that one step, that one active step, it made me look at myself from an outside perspective. It's almost like I separated myself from my hurt, my ego, or my human, or whatever language you want to use. I reflected. I was like, oh, like, yeah, like, actually, I'm not a good friend to myself. I beat myself up when I make mistakes. I guilt trip myself when I am uncertain of things. Like, I do a lot of things that aren't serving me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, whoa, like, I need to be more mindful of this. I think also for me, the difference is I really value friendship that connection to me means everything to me because I'm an only child and like I just consider like my friends my family like consider it that strong bond I am also the type of friend that would drop everything for someone if they're in a crisis so I think when I took a look at the friend I am to other people and then reflected on the friend I am to myself I noticed this huge gap and I was like I need to start taking those steps the biggest thing the biggest thing is not judging myself because I would judge myself so bad that I put myself down and then I you know be in a hole in my mental health because I'd be judging myself so bad as soon as I was like okay I feel this way like what would I say to my friend if my friend was going through this and making these choices 
And I'd be like, well, I would say this, this, and this. And then I'd be like having a conversation with myself, like in my car, like driving home from work, building myself up. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually better at this than I think I am. That is beautiful. And I love the fact that you were like being really authentic and real with, especially with our listeners, because it's true. I tell you all the time, some of the best conversations you can have are in the shower or in the car. When I think about what it means to be like a good friend, it is all about just meeting that person in that space with no judgment just being like okay you have a situation what can I do to ease your mind ease your pain ease your load meeting that person in their space and not making them feel worse you want to help them with what they're going through it's human nature for us to judge people unfortunately it's just the reality of it but as soon as you consciously stop just meeting people in that judgment you also stop meeting yourself too which is a big thing once I was not judging myself nearly as much I was also not judging my friends my quality of friendship inwardly and outwardly changed those of you who listen to the podcast and, and who know me know one of my like sort of I don't know, quote, quote unquote, you know, words to live by is you cannot judge someone and love someone in the same breath. I tell people all the time, if you are feeling judged, you have to recognize that you are not being loved. And if you're somebody who's a loving individual and you're throwing judgment, I want you to sit with that too. By a lack of judgment towards yourself, you became less judgmental towards others. Like, I think mm. that's beautiful. I think that's huge. You mentioned that you feel like you are curating better friendships. How else has this improved your lifestyle, do you think? When I finally made the choice to be a better friend to myself, it forced me to make harder decisions than I would have liked to. It completely friggin' uprooted my life because I was really reflecting on myself, but also in the people in my life, the giving and receiving. Oh, this person that I'm with, I'm giving everything and they're giving me nothing. Like, why am I here? I actually had a boyfriend of two years and I was like, this is not for me anymore. And like actually broke up with my boyfriend. So that was a huge decision. And then I also took a look at my job and I was like, I am not getting enough from my job. So I quit my job. <laughs> and so now I'm like moving to a new city. I am a single, happily single lady. I am just taking on this whole new adventure. And I honestly am so grateful Part of the whole like being a new friend and you're reflecting on your life and you're not judging yourself it also enables you to make those bigger decisions without all of that hurt okay like yeah I did this thing or I was with this person or I was at this job and it wasn't serving me and I maybe stayed a little bit too longer but that's okay because I know now that I'm gonna like rock this next chapter of my life and I have nothing to judge myself for because I figure it out and I always do. There's the transition part of all those like harder decisions that you make, those harder feelings, I guess. They happen and they feel bad and it sucks, but then you just move through it instead of holding on to it, you know, and like carrying the weight of it all for as long or as heavier as it seems. I feel like that was like a huge difference for me too. I made these decisions and the person I was a year ago would have been incapable of it. I just simply wouldn't have been able to leave this person that I loved because I love them. Mm -hmm. And to me, loving somebody is like sticking through it, accepting less than you deserve because you love them. But actually, I would not advise that to my friend. I would not tell my friend to stay with someone who isn't treating them to the absolute best that they deserve I, w I simply would not say that to my friend so why was I doing that to me you know 
it really forces you to reflect on what choices you made. And sometimes the reflection is obviously not convenient. But once I made those big decisions, the universe and me, just as you say, really had my back. They're like, okay, Brooke, this is what we've been waiting for. We got you. Here's this new job. We're going to get you a new man soon. You're going to be great. Just like at ease. I'm like, no, it's going to happen. Maybe I'll hit some bumps in the road, but I got this because I'm my best friend. I am smiling from ear to ear. I'm sitting here (laughs) listening and having this with you and I am beyond proud, but I'm also beyond inspired, beyond inspired because I feel like this is such an incredible thing for you to share because you're Mm -hmm. absolutely right. A year ago, you would have been in no state in any capacity to make these decisions you would have thought, but sure enough, Mm -hmm. here you are stronger, wiser, Mm -hmm. I think more motivated than ever with the most amount of change. Another thing that really solidified all that was I do have people in my life that really are good people for me. When I was making all these decisions, I knew if I couldn't catch me, I knew that other people would be able to. It does take a village or a tribe to like really teach yourself those better coping skills when it comes to being a better friend. The one other thing that really stood out to me as well is I did go to a bit of therapy when I was just gearing up to make these big choices. I needed an outside perspective separate from it all. Something that was brought to my attention was like the voice in your head that like tears you down or is likely a parent or somebody in your past who conditioned you to live your life a certain way and you like clash with that authenticity because you're like actual self wants certain things but this critic is like denying you of it that's the pain in the battle right about certain choices or maybe certain decisions that you make or whichever and once I figured out where that voice was coming from it really enabled me to distance myself from that criticism and I was like this isn't actually mine to carry anymore like I don't Mm -hmm. need to carry this voice in my head that's telling me I need to stick something out that isn't meant for me. That's not me. I'm not saying that. I'm the one who's building myself up and I'm just battling this conditioned response all the time. Once that kind of hit me and I actually like processed that and separated myself from it, I feel like it also set me free and enabled me to be more positive. I'm grateful for what you taught me, but actually, no, I'm saying no. And then it really pushes it away. And I'm like, okay, that's not me. I need to be authentic to myself. I need to not judge myself. I need to meet myself in this space. If I'm sad, I'm going to cry. If I'm angry, I'll scream. I'll do what needs to be done to feel it out instead of being like just consistently battling myself. I would have like days and days digesting this whole concept or problem or issue. And I would just not see a way out of it. And I would just exhaust myself. And then I'd like either end up on your table or like end up in a yoga class. I'm like, ah, help. I'm just mentally practicing like all the time. Don't say that to yourself, Brooke. You got this. <laughs> exactly. But I love that you bring up the fact that it's a practice. Thank you for mm-hmm. saying that. Because I reiterate this to people all the time on the table. Even today, I brought the people on the table today. It was the idea of what are you telling yourself and how are you speaking to yourself? And when something takes you down the rabbit hole, I call it. Cut it off and change the the record. For example, say, I love myself. I'm amazing. I got Mm. this. Whatever it looks like for you, whatever Mm. mantra resonates. Right now, a big one for me is I love myself. And so when if Mm. I catch myself at any point being, you know, like you said, not my own best friend or Mm. getting caught up in somebody else's emotional state, I try Mm. and cut myself off literally like a snapback and say, I love myself. 
I love myself. I love myself. And it's enough to get me grounded back into perspective to say, that's not mine to carry or trust and release or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, works for you. But I really appreciate you sharing this because I think it's important to recognize that coping skills and coping tools are something that all of us require. Something really powerful that was said to me once is although we have coping tools and things to help us get through things, we also don't have to cope with certain things. We can actually move through it and be done with it. The perspective is really freeing because you're like, oh, I don't have to carry this for the rest of my life. I don't have to believe that whatever rhetoric it could be, like it could be about your body. It could be about the way you talk. It could be your laugh. Like it could be anything that you carry with you that you say about yourself or a truth that you have adopted because of some person or particular critic in your life. You don't actually have to carry that. You are you for a reason. And if you feel like, you know, you're being judged or something's not right, making peace with that does start with coping with it, acknowledging it, expressing it and letting it go. Yeah, I think it's great that you recognize the idea too, that you can release it. You can Mm -hmm. use the skills to be able to do the healing work, to be able to release the emotions around it. For me, you say you love yourself. I say I'm grateful. I find it really hard to be grateful for something that bothers me or I'm angry about or when I have not so fun feelings about something, I find it hard to be grateful for it. It's a challenge. For me, a lot of the challenge is necessary because for a long time, I just thought I would be hard on myself forever. I remember being in high school and being like, I'm just hard on myself. That's just who I am. And that rhetoric I adopted And I know now why, but it's like, actually, no, like I'm not hard on myself. That's something that was taught to me. And so I practice gratitude whenever I'm feeling icky, like whenever I'm like, oh, this makes me mad. I just stop and I'm like, okay, it makes me mad. Yes. And I am mad, but I'm also grateful because I'm going to learn or if there's a lesson here, what am I missing? A grateful heart is a grounded heart, you know? And so those of us who deal with anxiety or that you talked about, mental health aspects, you know, you said get grateful, it gets you right present and right grounded. When you can find gratitude in the most trying of situations, there's always brings that light at the end of the tunnel. It brings Mm -hmm. you to the moment of, okay, I can do this, or this can be released, or I can work through it. This will pass. What are some things you're looking forward to for the next lunar cycle? I have a lot of change happening. I'm moving to a new place. I'll be completely physically independent, which is amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that. I am going to make new friends. I'm looking forward to exploring new places, going hiking, riding my bicycle. I'm also looking forward to the weather, as weird as that is. I'm moving to the lower mainland, so I'm looking forward to the rain, which might Mm. bite me, but I love the rain. I love what the rain does. I've always had an affinity towards it, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to also continuing my practice in a new place. I'm looking forward to the challenge of, okay, I have my habits here. I have my yoga studio. I have my spin studio. Like I have my gym. Like I have all the the tools that I use to take care of myself for self-care. Looking forward to like the adventure it is to find all those things in a completely new place to start from scratch. Because I do honestly feel like I'm a new person, but I feel so much different on the inside, just in a day-to-day way that I'm just looking forward to like Brooke 2.0. I am beyond honored to witness your journey and to continue to witness your journey. And I really, really appreciate you sitting with us tonight. I am also very grateful to talk about it. And I do hope that it does inspire at least one person to be a better friend to themselves. 
And also, if anyone does listen to it and they feel like they want to reach out for ways to be better friends, I'm also willing to whiteboard that out with people if they want to. We'll absolutely have your connection on the podcast links and on the description. Much love and gratitude for sitting with us tonight. I send you love and light.